Welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. I'm going to open with a word of prayer, but uh, I'm going to give you some locations that you could uh, view the ministries at. Goodhouse1968.airtime.pro Goodhouse1968.net Goodhouse1968.space blogtalkradio.com forward slash goodhouse1968 and if you would like to make a donation to the ministries you could do so at goodhouse1968.name you could purchase a musical track there a spiritual musical track you don't have to pay to download the tracks but if you'd like to leave a donation it will be by purchasing a track At Psalms chapter 119 verse 114 says to good you are my hiding place and shield I put my hope in your word this scripture shows the brother here has good as his shield against Satan and his demons good as his spiritual shield so here we see that we want good as our spiritual shield because we're fighting a spiritual warfare against Satan and his demons and Satan and his demons are using their force, all their force, to stop us from learning the truth and from preaching the truth. As Psalms chapter 3 verse 3 says, But you, good, are a shield for me. You are my glory. You lift my head high. So, we see here that good can uplift us at any time, any moment. And we should be thankful for that as well as the life that good gave us. And we should thank him every day for life. As Psalms chapter 28 verse 7 says, Good is my strength and shield. In him, in him heart I trusted and I have been helped. So we are helped by good for as long as we keep our trust and our faith in good. And observe his commandments but not only observe them but enact them out by making it part of our way or our actions because your actions speak louder than words you could pray to him all day long but if you're not doing what he says then it's a, it's a worthless prayer you shouldn't have even bothered him at Genesis chapter 15 verse 1 say good told Abraham I am your protector. So here we see good is the protector of all good. And those that are not apart, he will take his Ruach HaKadosh or Holy Spirit away from them. It says in Psalms chapter 18 verse 35, the brother says, to good you give me your shield, which is salvation. Your right hand holds me up. Your humility makes me great. So remember this, when we are put down or are not down on our last nerve, or we are downhearted, good uplifts us and good gives us joy. Even from the humiliation that we have to sometimes suffer, good will be there for us and give us the joy of heart and the joy of spirit. As Psalms chapter 115 verse 9 says, Israel, trust in good, he is their shield. 
We see from this scripture, in, the, in order for good or God to be a shield, you have to put trust in him. As Psalms chapter 59 verse 11 says, Don't kill them or my people will forget instead. By your power make them wander to and fro, but bring them down. So here we see the brother, instead of asking for good, which a lot of us have probably done because I've done it myself, ask good to take out our enemies or to kill them. But it is not that way that we should be. We should pray for our enemies that good changes their lives, motivates them to do righteousness and to serve good. Brother, The brother here in the scripture is asking good, his shield, to make them wonder. So instead of asking for the death of your enemies, ask for good to remove them from around you. All right, that's it for my sermon, and now I'll begin the Bible reading. And it goes to say at Matthew chapter 6, Be careful not to parade your acts of tzedakah in front of people in order to be seen by them. If you do, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So he's saying action instead of trying to use some means to deceive people into believing that you are right. So when you do tzedakah, don't announce it with, with trumpets to win people's praise like the hypocrites in the synagogues and on the streets. Yes, I tell you, they have their reward already. But you, when you do Tzedakah, will be in secret, and your father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners so that people can see them. Yes, I tell you, they have their reward already. And this reward is the taking of the Holy Spirit away from them. But you, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. Your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't babble on and on like pagans, who think God will hear them better if they talk a lot. So it should be straight from the heart, your prayers, the good, the good heart of the good side of you. Don't be like them because your father knows what you need before you ask him. You therefore pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us the food or the spiritual food, the teachings of the ministry of the way. Give us the food we need today. Forgive us what we have done, as we too have forgiven those who have wronged us. And do not lead us into hard testing, but keep us safe from the evil one, Satan and his demons. For kingship, power, and glory are yours forever. For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will not forgive yours. Now when you fast, don't go around looking miserable like the hypocrite. 
They make sour faces so that people will know they are fasting. Bad karma. Yes, I tell you, they have that reward already. But you, when you fast, wash your face and groom yourself so that no one will know you are fasting, except your father who is with you in secret. Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves wealth here on earth, where moss and rush destroy and burglars break in and steal. Instead, store up for yourselves wealth in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and burglars do not break in nor steal. So if you take the Egyptians, they stored up all of these treasures in the tombs for the dead ones, and what happened? Burglars and thieves broke in and stole it. You're not going to take, take these material things with you to show or heaven. For where your wealth is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if you have a good eye, that is, if you are generous, your whole body will be full of light. But if you have an evil eye, if you are stingy, your whole body will be full of darkness. So we don't want to be stingy, but you don't want to be a fool to someone claiming to be homeless and give him money when he's not homeless, just running a scam. Like a lot of these people say they've been to the service and are veterans and they're homeless, but they're not. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if you have a good eye, that is, if you are generous, your whole body will be full of light. But if you have an evil eye, if you are stingy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can be slave to two masters, for he will either hate the first and love the second, or scorn the second and be loyal to the first. You can't be a slave to both God and money. Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds flying about. They neither plant nor harvest, nor do they gather food into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feels them. Aren't you worth more than they are? Can any of you be worrying at a single hour to his life? So can we even add another day, another month, another year, an hour, second to our lives? That's something we can't do. Only the Creator can do that. And why be anxious about clothing? Think about the fields of wild irises and how they grow. They neither work nor spin thread. Yet I tell you, that not even Shemot in all his glory was clothed as beautifully as one of these. If this is how God clothes grass in the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, thrown in an oven, won't he much more clothe you? What little trust you have. So we don't want to have little trust that, to, 
to worry about our next meal, our next clothing, our next whatever. Put your trust in God and be glad he gave you life. So don't be anxious asking, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or how will we be clothed? For it is the pagans who set their hearts on all these things. Your Heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough to show us already. I didn't open in prayer and I forgot to do that, but that's the end of the Bible reading. Let me close with a word of prayer. Good, I petition you that you strengthen the brothers and sisters up for the ministry work. Protect them in the ministry work and give them the mouth, the mouthpiece that they need that you speak through to speak the word of God the way of, uh, that you have established since your beginning and your creation, the way you have established your creation. I pray that you open their hearts, that they are not so drawn away from people because of the deceitfulness of the devil or the serpent. I pray that their hearts are open where they can once again trust and love someone and love their brothers as they love themselves. I pray this in the name of Messiah. Amen.